Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome everybody, Luxury Fridays. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You're in the right place if you're looking to work smarter, not harder. During this, this perhaps turbulent market that we're going into, nobody knows, but at the end of the day, life is really what drives uh, real estate. It doesn't matter what the interest rates are, sure. Does that create momentum or downward pressure it absolutely can but life is what drives real estate i just saw an article today a year ago rates were three percent today they're at seven percent that's the only negative of buying a home today the positives are you're going to get a better deal you're not going to be forced into buying a home you don't like you're not going to be in a multiple 10 20 offer situation so the pros definitely outweigh the cons and you can always refinance in six months or a year. Uh, again, if you guys are getting value, we're doing these trainings. We're bringing our guest on absolutely free. All that we ask is don't keep us a secret if you get value from this. My guest is uh, down in Miami, and I had him on, our, I believe, our 63rd podcast, our 63rd podcast, which literally we are just releasing our 200 and I think 10th. We didn't put it on our whiteboard, but I think it's our 210th episode is being released. And uh, this was our 63rd podcast. So from time to time, we'll bring on uh, a previous podcast guest and be like, hey, what is new with you? What is going on? And that's what we have today. We're real excited. Again, those that are listening to our podcast, we appreciate you. If you have any suggestions on guests and topics that we haven't covered, please, by all means, uh, let us know. And if you have a suggestion as far as a guest, by all means, shoot me an email. That's the best way for you to probably get in touch with me. Shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, or type in, if you're watching our live stream, type in who that guest should be, and we'd be happy to jump them, uh, get them on and jump on a call with them to see if they'd be a great fit. All right, I'm bringing Amit on from Miami. Amit, welcome, you there? Yep, I'm here. Thanks so much for having me today. Yeah, thank you. You've been a guest on our podcast and you actually attended, you were on a panel at our luxury designation event that we had in early 2022 that the Miami Association of Realtors had us down for. It was a rock star panel we had and uh, you were on that as well. So thank you and welcome. Thanks. It's great to be here. So tell us a little bit, of, tell everybody a little bit about you and when you got licensed and, and, uh, and when you broke into luxury, and we'll talk about how you broke into luxury on today's uh, on today's episode. Yeah, so um, I've been a real estate agent. This is my 18th year, 18 and a half years. Um, for about 11 or 12 years, I was a single agent, just failing. You know, just as agents, we get um, marketed daily, and we think there's a secret sauce to doing things, and we do things that are successful for other people, but sometimes it doesn't meet our personality, but we try it anyways. Cause we think in the beginning we have excuses. Oh, that person's been in the business a long time or whatever, or just a million different excuses. And um, 
I, I discovered content creation. And from there, I was able to get into luxury. And, you know, for the last six, seven years, been able to do that. So it's, it's been great. So the last six, seven years, you've been able to, you know, do you, would you say you focus on luxury or no, you work all price points, but you're definitely, uh, you know, working the luxury day in and day out? Yeah. So good question. So I have a team, there's five of us and last year we did, we did some, I'll just give you an idea of the, the scope. We did a rental for 1500 and we did one for 120,000 a month. We did sales for 150 and then we did many, many millions. So we do about 80% luxury and 20% everything. $150,000 a month rental. Was that for a year or for a short time period? And what's, what's the co-op look like on something like that? <laughs> so that was 120,000 a month. That was, that was a single family home. That was a short-term lease. We did an 80,000 a month lease um, for long-term. We put in an offer recently for a 65,000 a month, um, you know, annual lease. So a lot of people are moving to Miami and um, because of tax savings and many other reasons. So because the tightened inventory, not everyone can find a home. So they want to get their residency here. So that's the way they're doing it. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, we have a shortage of properties as well here in the Chicagoland market. We're trying to match make off market properties with active buyers. Last week, I showed a six and a half million dollar 27,000 square foot home in our market had indoor basketball court, NBA regulation, indoor outdoor pool. And that was an off market as well. Um, so before I tell everybody and, and we discuss how you broke into luxury, you know, any tips and suggestions while we're talking about off market properties? What would you mind sharing maybe a tip on how you've been able to get in, talk, in, in touch with some of these off market sellers? Yeah, so I, I think there are two different steps. One step is to find out who sell the agents that sell in that neighborhood, right? And because if they if someone sells quite a bit there, there's a chance they may have a listing that's coming on the market or not on the market yet. So befriending those agents in a genuine way, you know, if, if you see that person's doing a broker's open or whatever, just tell them, you know, kind things about them. Don't don't fake it, but just tell them, hey, that deal that you had, that that home at so-and-so avenue i love how you showed that kitchen of the home just show specific things so they know that you're not just not making it up right and um be genuine about it so the first thing is getting that that um idea of who sells there and then the next thing you can find out you know every area is different as far as when people move but if you look look on the list of homeowners that are that have been there for a while or maybe it's a second home or third home for them Maybe it's worth reaching out to them. And it's like it would be there's many different ways, but one way could be, hey, um, hey, Michael, I know you're probably not looking to sell your home because of the changes in the economy and the market and stuff. A lot of people want to get an idea of what their home is worth. Would you like me to do an, uh, just a, a competitive market analysis for you? And if you do that, you're, you're coming from contribution. If you come from contribution, a lot of times, sometimes they'll say, Hey, actually, you know, I was thinking about selling my house and, you know, so it's just, it's just fishing more than anything in a mm -hmm. genuine, nice way. Yeah. Yeah. You bring up compliments. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed with how many agents over the last two years, two and a half years, you know, 
the scarcity mindset has dissipated from many agents. You know, many agents, you know, you're a compass, I'm not compass, right? So many agents think, well, I can only collaborate with compass agents, or I can only collaborate with Sotheby's or Cobalt Bank or fill in the blank. And and you can you can befriend and you can share best practices, you know, with uh, outsiders, if you will, outside your brokerage, um, because like you said, you just don't know. Uh, and uh, you know, we're consistently, I had a Remax agent just, you know, recently say, Hey, could I borrow your listing for a photo shoot? We're trying to update our headshot. So you just don't know. Uh, it's a small world. It's a small sandbox, play nice with everybody because you might come across that person on another transaction. So, so uh, really great advice. Appreciate that. Again, if you guys have questions, you're watching Luxury Fridays, you're listening to our, 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 our podcast as well right now. And, and we have a, a great guest on Amit Buta. He's with Compass. He's out of Southern Florida. And uh, he was our 63rd podcast. And we wanted to re-engage him to kind of see where are things at since, since then. And one of the things that you shared on your original podcast was how you broke into luxury. And, and so that's what I want to cover a little bit right now. Uh, tell everybody one of the things that you did when you were breaking into luxury and what you consistently were doing. Yeah, so like the first thing is as an agent, when we're not selling luxury, we get intimidated a little bit, whether we admit it to others about these expensive homes, these wealthy sellers and buyers, and we feel uncomfortable with it. So the first thing is getting confidence, um, just you know whether you share the confidence or not, but you wanna get the confidence. And how do you get that? You get it by knowing the market, you study the market, and more than that, you go to these expensive homes because you don't want to be wowed when you're showing a customer a property and and be like like a kid in a candy store, you know, for the first time. You want to be confident. You want to seem like you're familiar with that, with these type of properties. So you have to start going to these things. Another thing is, it, it, depending on how long you've done real estate, if your clients or friends or sphere don't know that you sell luxury, because I sold I sold regular properties for like 11 years. And so then why why would they want to call me for an expensive property? So after knowing the market, I started going to brokers opens and I got there early. I got there early with. Um, so say it's at one o'clock. I got there like at 1255, 1250 while the agent was setting up. And I asked them, I said, you know, I get a lot of my business from from my social media, is it okay if I share your property with, you know, with my people online? And they'll say yes or no. And I said, I'll give you credit for, you know, the property, but um, it would it'd be helpful, I think, for both of us if we do this. And while I was at the property, I would, I would create a library. I would take photos of cool kitchens, bathrooms, just things that were, that were nice. And then I would go live there. So if it was Instagram, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, however you do it, um, you would, you would just say, I would go a day before and whether it's Facebook or whatever the platform is, I'd say, Hey, I'm going to be looking at a $25 million waterfront property in Miami beach tomorrow. Who would be interested in seeing it at around 12 o'clock? I'd get a, I'd gauge who's interested in it. So first I'm planting the seed that I actually show properties like this so that I belong in that category. And then I would say also, I'd say, hopefully the Internet is good there in case, you know, in case there's an issue. I'm sorry if I can't do that. And I did that for two reasons. One, in case the Internet did suck 
or two, if the agent said, no, you can't show it, you know, so I had an out and I would create the audience and I would do that. I would do that over and over. And then I had these library of photos of cool places. And then I would post those randomly. Like I love, I really love this kitchen in South beach. It was this, this, and this and whatever. And that, that helped me quite a bit. That's great. So you're consistently doing it now. Did you do it in different parts of the areas that you serve? Did you step out of your comfort zone and do some uh, attend some of these open houses in areas that you had never sold, but you had hoped? T tell me a little bit about what went into that. Yeah, great question. So, yeah, it was like before that I would sell a luxury property every once in a while, you know, but not very often. It was like definitely the exception to the rule only like five or ten percent but yeah i wanted to it, it was like creating your farming right i wanted to get different areas that i wanted to the last thing you want to do is get a call from a customer that that wants to buy somewhere and you're not excited about driving there or going there so i first found areas that i was excited about right whether they were very far or very close just things that made that got my interest so i would be excited about it and then I started going to these places. What it did besides the audiences, these other agents that were in luxury, because I, I, I went there early, we started creating relationships. So all of a sudden I belonged within these luxury agents, their sphere, and they liked me, you know, I mean, not everyone does, but if you're nice to people and you, you compliment them in a genuine way, if it really is a compliment, that you're going to create friendships and it, it helped a whole lot. Yeah, no, it does help a whole lot. Literally yesterday, I saw a video of an agent that uh, of a property, and it was a beautiful property. And I just out of the blue, just like, hey, you did a great job presenting this property. Great video, you know, so we're, you know, rising, rising tides lift ships, right? So it's like, hey, raise the bar for the industry. And that's why we do these live streams, right? We're bringing in guests from all over the, the world and different brokerages, different niches, different subject matter experts with the goal of, of raising the bar in real estate, raising the bar in luxury real estate. So can uh, I interrupt you a second? Yes, please. I, I wanted I wanted to give a pro tip to people because this helped me quite a bit. Yeah. So what I did is so these agents that I wanted to be friends with, whether it's in my um, in my area or out of town, I would set up a Google notification, a Google alert, say I'm doing Michael and then I put in your information, Chicago and all this. Every time you did something substantial, I would see it, right? I would get a notification. So what I would do then is I would I would look to see if you posted it, right? So if if Michael didn't post it on his on his social media platforms, I would I would post the story. I would say, Hey Michael, congratulations on selling that six and a half million dollar home with that indoor basketball court. And I would tag you on it. So all of a sudden, your people saw that you did something substantial. And I'm not just this guy in Miami. I'm this guy that that is trying to like share your 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 successes. And then a relationship is is created. I didn't ask for anything. All I did was share. Yeah, reciprocity, right? You, when someone does good by you, naturally, somebody opens the door for you. You want to open the door for the next person. You know, you're at Starbucks and someone pays it forward and pays for your drink. You know, the car before you pays, you kind of feel like, oh, man, maybe I should do that. Or you're made aware of it. So by you giving genuine compliments, by you setting up Google alerts and, and complimenting people, you know, 
naturally, hopefully at some point, you become top of mind awareness and, and maybe they want to, uh, you know, return the favor or you mentioned earlier off market property. So if you call one of those agents and you were sincere and you were genuine and you attended the broker open and you build a relationship and you said, hey, I have somebody looking in the Ravenswood neighborhood. Uh, if you have anything coming on, I know you've sold in this area before. It, it, you, you get a better response, right? Totally. That's great. So, you know, what are you seeing down by you now? Uh, I'm going to be coming down by the my in the Miami market in Coral Gables and and uh, and uh, at the Biltmore, and I'm going to be doing the training at Miami headquarters on uh, November 9th. What are you seeing personally? Your team seeing in your market and before we do that, I just got a question real quick from somebody that asked me a question about Houston, about my big event in Houston. Uh, so again, just a reminder, I'm coming down to Houston in 25 days for our full day designation training. And somebody has our Lux and they said, they already have it, great, can you come for a refresher? Absolutely. If you recall, uh, there is a annual renewal. So depending on when your expiration date is, you can come and audit for a refresher and you can get your renewal at that Houston event. So that's a great question uh, that just came through. So I want to make sure I, I answered that. Um, so Amit, tell us a little bit about what's going on in, in your market right now. Yeah, our market is very different than a lot of parts of the country. So because interest rates have changed so much, and like you said, you saw something for 3% last year, 7% now. So our property is a million or more. 60% of those transactions are still paid in cash. Um, below a million dollars, one third are paid in cash. So the, the, the market below a million is way more affected. And the reason why our million plus um, is so much cash is people move to Florida because they save on state tax, right? So they're, they're moving here still because I've had customers that told me that they save a thousand a day by living here. So even though like even the ones that, that are financing that 40 percent that are financing, they're still saving a substantial amount of money by living here because of the taxes. So our market, you know, below below a million, a lot of times, you know, six, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand. Those people are moving because they want to move, not because they have to move. So they have maybe have a house and maybe their family's growing or maybe they just want something better. So they're taking a little bit longer because, you know, everyone has FOMO. They're like, you know, I could have done this last last year and now it's a lot more. It's 30 percent more, whatever it works out to. So, yeah, that's what we're seeing here. It's it's still luxury is still relatively busy, but below that is is less. And obviously, I've had Teresa Kenny on. I'm pretty familiar with the Miami market. But for those that maybe aren't, talk to us about your feeder markets. Where are you seeing, uh, you know, if you were to say your top five areas in South Florida, where are you seeing people moving from? Like, I'm specifically out of state. Um, where are you seeing, where, where are your feeder states primarily, Amit? Yeah, so great question. So, I'll, I'll tell you that in one second, but for those of you that live in a relatively big area, there's a tool on Redfin. It's called a Redfin migration tool. So if you go there and if you check that Redfin migration tool and you put your area, you can see where people around the country are looking from. They're doing searches. 
So you could see where, so if you, for example, since Michael, you're in Chicago, I'd put like Chicago, and then it can say where people are doing the searches from, and it'll give you the breakdown of it. So for our team, it, it's, it's funny because this changed after COVID. 60% um, of our transactions are from people from California. That was never the case in the past. So about 60% are California, about 10 or 15% are the Northeast. We also do get a lot of people from Chicago as well. And then the rest are local in Miami. It's harder for someone in Miami to buy a property because in many areas, things have doubled in price. So living here, growing up here, they don't wanna bite the bullet, but people around the country still see our market as relatively inexpensive compared to other areas. Yeah, you know, I was talking to somebody that services Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and, you know, some of the resorts and the restaurants, you know, their servers, their, their busboys, I mean, they're driving in 50, you know, 50 minutes to an hour because there's no lower housing, there, there's no rentals. I mean, so are you're, you're seeing that in your market where you said prices in some cases have doubled. Where are the locals moving to? In Miami, taking advantage of selling at the peak and, and moving, where are you seeing people downsize or, or buy something a little bit more affordable and perhaps reverse commute to the Miami area? Yeah. So with that said, like the homeowner, the current homeowners that are selling, mm -hmm. they have so much equity that they're able to buy something still, you know, because even though, say, the market went up twice, the home that they're selling did as well. So they're able to, you know, to to move in surrounding areas. I'll give you an example. We have a listing right now. It just came on the market the other day. It's four million dollars. The the buyer bought it right when COVID was starting for one point seven. And it's for wow. four million now. So, wow. you know, it's it's crazy how things have been going. Some people do leave Florida, you know, and like you said, some people do go to other areas that are less expensive areas. So maybe it's a top rated neighborhood and maybe they sell their property. It's a smaller home and they maybe go into a slightly less rated neighborhood with a bigger home and other things. Hmm. So that could be the case as well. Yeah, good. So those of you that are joining, Michael Lafito, you're watching uh, Luxury Fridays or listening into our podcast here. Uh, again, Amit Buta, he's out of Southern Florida. He broke into luxury by attending other agents' open houses, broker open houses, got their permission, uh, you know, consistently posted week in and week out people seeing them at these open houses. Some people don't even listen. They don't unmute their, their, their live stream. They just see Amit at these cool properties week in and week out. And at the time, he was selling some high end, but he grew his knowledge on the product and the market, grew his confidence, and he stepped out of his comfort zone. That's one of the things that we really hammer home for our agents as well is grow your knowledge and your confidence will grow. Uh, what else would you like to add, uh, Amit? So I think the main thing is um, for us, what worked for me and our team is you want to be different, right? You don't, Every agent, for the most part, brags about what they're doing. Like I sold this home in, in 10 minutes for, uh, you know, one and a half times the asking price. You don't want to do that. You know, people don't care about that for the most part, unless there's an interesting story. Like, for example, the property that you told about in the with the indoor basketball court and all this stuff, that's pretty exciting. Right. But if I tell the people like 
how great I am, they don't really care. You have to keep in mind that probably 95% or more of the people that see our content aren't in the market at the time, right? You want them to get to like you um, based on the stuff you post and when they are ready to buy. So I'll give you an example, Michael. I'm sure you've had clients that, um, that you didn't click with at all, right? Where you have different interests, where you, you don't think you basically very, very, you're not similar at all. And even though the transaction may have been somewhat easy, it was a little bit harder because you didn't have that much in common, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, it happens with closed transactions, current listings. Uh, you know, there, there's definitely, you know, that personality, uh, you know, it's a, it's a melting pot of personalities or, you know, hey, on a social level, do you have similar connections or are you opposite end of the spectrum for sure? Totally. And then you've also had people that you click with really well, right? And no matter how hard the transaction was, it was a little bit easier to, to handle. Have you ever had that? Oh, for sure. Yep. So what we want to do is we want to reverse engineer our audience. So it's like the like that second part where they get along with us. And the way you do that is you find your passions. So for me, mental health is really big. I, I love tennis. I love sports cards like collectibles. I love um, tennis. I, lo I love doing a lot of things. I love to eat food, love to travel. So I post about those things about 80 to 90% of the time. And then about 10% of the time I post about real estate. And when I post about real estate, it's a story. I don't have to be the hero. The customer is the hero. I'm just the guide. So maybe I, I share a story about this person saving money for six years, missing dinners, not going out with their friends. And today is the day that their dream came true. And it was so nice to see them smile at the closing table and get the keys. You know, when we share stories about people, when we share our passions, people that like what we speak about will become friends with us. They'll become our, our customers. So people will reach out to you and you click and the transaction is much easier. And at the same time, the people that don't click won't, which is okay. We don't have to have those difficult transactions. So that's what I would say. When you post content, don't think of yourself as Michael, the ultra luxury real estate agent. You're Michael who likes to do this, that, the other, and also happens to be a real estate agent. Yeah, that's a great po point. People want to do business with someone they like and they trust, build affinity, you know, you know, like you mentioned, golf, tennis, you know, whatever it might be, you might have similar connections. Parents can relate to other parents, you know, uh, baby boomers that are downsizing can relate with other baby boomers, whatever it might be, uh, but come from a place of authenticity, right? Uh, and, and don't be fake. Don't be one of these agents that tells people what they want to hear. And that's what I see a lot in this industry is people being disingenuous. So uh, Amit, you just got such a great personality, a great uh, demeanor about you. I appreciate that. And uh, thank you again for being on our show. My pleasure. I'll do my best to see you in Miami. Uh, it'd be great. Come on out. It's always a, it's always a pleasure, Amit. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Ev, real quick, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? You know, we 
the really quickly, we realized about a year and a half ago that people know Miami as Miami, but they don't know it as all the hyper local areas. So what we did is we created guides for for each subdivision, see each area neighborhood. So we have about a 50 of them. We have 50 neighborhood videos. So go to Miami neighborhood guide.com Miami neighborhood guide com if you go there you don't even need to do business with me hopefully it helps you with the area if you're ever coming to visit miami wow that's that's great miami neighborhoodguide.com yes all right perfect i just typed that in the ch a chat feature there uh check, take a look at that that's uh you can find out more about the miami market and amit i'll put these educational informational videos together on the various neighborhoods i appreciate that that's pretty cool uh, we could probably have a whole show on that. So I'll check that out and I might be circling back with you. Awesome. I appreciate you. Thank All you. right, guys, that was Amit. He's a great guy and uh, he's out of Miami. Uh, and you see how his his tone, you see how he thinks a little bit different as far as uh, coming from a place of authenticity, being uh, authentic and genuine when you're complimenting others, bringing value. Good things will happen, right? If you do enough good things, Hopefully good things will happen to you uh, and letting people know what you do for a living, but more importantly, letting people know what you do for fun and how you can help them and touching base with your clients is really important. So before I had a mid on, I had a private call with an agent and they literally uh, were talking about how their team members are kind of buying into the doom and gloom of the media that market slow, it's shifting. And she was asking, Christina was asking me, what, what do you recommend? And it's like, hey, you got to love on your database. You got to touch your past clients. You got to bring value to them so that if they know of anybody that is thinking about buying or selling, you're in that discussion. So I hope this is helpful for you. If you guys have any comments, the best way to do so is type in that chat feature. For those of you who are watching on my Instagram, uh, go to um, go to Luxury Fridays, but more importantly, go to YouTube, go to Marketing Luxury Group or type in a comment if we're connected on social media on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter. Type in your comment. Uh, some of you guys have comments or you have questions that other people perhaps have a similar question or they're in a similar situation to you. And we want to answer those for you. Again, Michael Lafito, it's my mom's birthday. I'm taking mom out to Cooper's Hawk today. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, so without any other questions, I'm going to let you guys go. Make it a great Friday next week, the 28th of October. Same time, same place. We'll be on here Luxury Fridays. And then uh, before you know it, I'll be down in Miami. And just a reminder, you guys can uh, see where I'm speaking next. Uh, you can see where I'm speaking next by uh, going to our website. And again, I'll share with you on our designation training is going to be coming up in uh, about 24 days and 23 hours, it looks like, in Houston. Um, but literally, if you want to see where I'm speaking next, you can go to our main website for our designation, which is luxurylistingspecialist.com. And if you go to Upcoming Events tab, up at the top right, you'll see where I'm speaking next. So speaking at the Miami Congress event, November 6th, 7th, and 8th. Uh, REMAX office is having me out. I'm speaking at Houston Association of Realtors for our Lux training. 
and then Lux VT is having me speak at their success boot camp in December. So if you guys have any questions on any of these events, uh, just go to Luxury Listing Specialists. You could ask me a question, be happy to answer them for you. And I appreciate everybody today. My name is Michael Lafito. Until next week, you're watching another episode of or listening to another episode of the Luxury Specials Podcast and Luxury Fridays. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. And remember, tune out the news. They want to divide. They want to be negative. They want to fear monger. They, they, they want to talk about the next strain of this, the next strain of that. What you focus on expands. Get good sleep. Watch what you're eating. Watch what you, how much sleep you're getting. Your body's got a natural immune system. Build it up. Get health. Get healthy. Lose that COVID-15 if you've lost it or gained it, I should say. And your body has a natural defense mechanism. Work on that. That's really important. Tune out the doom and gloom. What you focus on expands. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. Until next time, you've been listening to our podcast and our Luxury Fridays. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon.